0: a phenomenal proving ground for many of the fastest-growing fintech plays in the world today. Okay, let's roll. Hey guys, welcome back to Breaking
1: Banks Europe. I am Matteo Rizzi, the executive producer of the show. Today is show number 176 is an ecosystem zoom in, and uh, we are going to talk about an ecosystem that for sure not many of you are familiar with, which is uh, Capo Verde. I'm here with two estimated guests, Pedro López and Milton Cabral, and as per our tradition, I'll let them a couple of minutes uh, to introduce themselves. But let's start uh, with the uh, our senior politicians, thank you very much. It's not every day that we get someone of your status in the podcast. Pedro, Pedro Lopez, welcome to Breaking Bands Europe. It's a pleasure
2: to be here, Matteo.
1: couple of minutes about
2: yourself. Well, let me, I'm Secretary of State for Digital Economy of Cabo Verde, a small nation in West Africa, small nation with, with big dreams. Um, I oversee uh, everything that is related with... Uh, training and also entrepreneurship uh, in the digital field and also telecommunications uh, in the country um and yes we are just giving the the first steps uh it's not important what what is my what, what I do uh people if they want to meet me uh check on LinkedIn all the information is there sometimes we have big bios but we have to do big things not big bios <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great amazing uh, and then uh, let's go to Milton Milton is an old friend I know him for uh, for a couple of years uh, already head of Cabo Verde Digital and, 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 and amazing initiatives for for the country Milton welcome to Breaking Banks Europe Thank you Matteo thank you for having me here um so I'm
3: Milton Cabral head of Cabo Verde Digital a government program that focuses on uh, promoting digital entrepreneurship in country um, my background is in computer science, but I'm involved in uh, ecosystem development for the last five years, I think. And uh, yeah, we are here to share about our journey, how we envision Cape Verde um, as a digital nation. So, thank you, Mateo.
1: And by the way, guys, I touched it with my own hands and, and so with my own eyes. I was I, I was there a uh, couple of weeks ago. Actually, this is when. Uh, I, I had uh, in mind that uh, a, an ecosystem like this, uh, like small country with big dreams, I think that Pedro, you cannot describe it uh, better, actually, deserves space because, uh, uh, you know, geographically is already a challenge because it's a set of like different islands. and. Uh, so being able to include everyone in terms of entrepreneurship and startups uh, and digitizations of of the services is already a challenge per se. but uh, I don't want to spoil because I'm going to ask Pedro to talk about it, but this is the one of the only programs uh, you know nationwide that I've ever seen where actually the country is pushing uh, the entrepreneurs uh, even, uh, Financially, you know. So, w- why don't you describe a little bit, uh, you know, where it all started? Give also some, some like a geographical context, right? Because uh, it's not because the nation is small when we have many other examples uh, in the rest of the world that, uh, you know, there you guys are not allowed to actually dream, dream big. Luxembourg is is uh, is the example that we always uh, take in in Europe. Is in the map for every financial uh, ecosystems, uh, you know, in the in a planet, uh, and I wish you guys the same,
2: Pedro. Yes, uh, I hope so. Well, we have Luxembourg, you have uh, uh, Estonia in Africa, you have Rwanda. Uh, also, you have Singapore. Well, sized, doesn't matter anymore. Um, and Cabo Verde. To understand um, the, the history of Cabo Verde, you have to uh, to go to the back in the days in the root of enslaved people. Uh, the Portuguese, uh, they went to countries at the time, uh, Senegambia, uh, now Senegal and Gambia and other parts of, of Africa, enslaved people and sell them in Cabo Verde because our geographical position made Cabo Verde a great place for um, a marketplace for enslaved people because then people would go to to Brazil to the big plantations. Well, now we continue with our perfect geographical position. But it's time for Keyverdeans to tell their own history. Uh, we want to rebrand uh, that history and we want to do it with a pen of innovation, with the ink of innovation, with the ink of inclusion and the ink of sustainability. And we believe that our geographical position uh, is fantastic. In three hours, you are three hours and a half, you are in Lisbon. In one hour, you are in uh, Dakar, Senegal. We are the closest African country to U.S. Also, in six hours, uh, six seven hours, you are in Fortaleza, Brazil, uh, with a time zone more or less the same. Speak the same language, Brazil. We just returned to, from Brazil, where we were uh, participating on the web summit, and uh, our prime minister was the only African political leader to be invited as as a guest. So, we to achieve our our goal of uh, being a getaway to Africa's growing tech scene, uh, we believe that we need to invest in three things. First of all, infrastructure, and we are doing that with our big investment in our tech park. Uh, We are investing more or less $100 million uh, in the tech park in San Vicente, in Santiago, and the tech park will have um, a training uh, center, an incubation center, a business center for companies with more maturity, um, a conference center to organize international uh, events and uh, a data center, state-of-art data center. And uh, in San Vicente, will be will be the same. This is investment not just for our country, but to serve the entire region. So our goal is to be a hub of innovation in um, our our region. And not just the tech part, but also the EllaLink Link the state of art submarine cable that also is improving our connectivity. So if you have infrastructure, uh, now we were thinking about uh, we need a community because you cannot create an ecosystem without a community. That's how we created Cabo Verde Digital. Um, and we've been pushing with programs that are not just uh, a political narrative. Uh, we need to put money in the people of... We need to put money on the founders. We need to start um, giving incentives for them to start. Um, And in Cabo Verde, we have a fantastic program for internships, but we were doing an active listening and we are understanding that sometimes the founders, uh, especially the founders of ecosystem that is giving these first steps, they don't need a lot of money. Uh, They just need the support of the government to start. And that's why we created uh, the the scholarship. We are uh, supporting um, more or less 100 entrepreneurs to create 50 startups per year. We we are already in the fourth edition. And this is not just uh, uh, entrepreneurs and founders for the capital city, it's for the entire country. And as you said, we are nine islands, it's not uh, easy to have a nationalized nationalized, uh, program, but we, uh, so far, we've been successful in that. Also, we are making efforts to have more and more women um, as entrepreneurs, as digital entrepreneurs, participating in our programs. So that's also an effort that we have. But it's not just the scholarship. We also have the Go Global program where we participate in so many uh, different events. Um, we've been in the Web Summit, Lisbon, where we are the only African country with a country stand, and we don't go just the political part or the technical part, we go with our startups. So we do a contest, uh national contest to take the 10 best startups to Lisbon, and we pay everything. Uh, again, an investment of, 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 the, the, of the country and many other programs like reconverting um young unemployed people into coders uh, reconverting young unemployed people into digital marketeers. we created a program called code verde code, code is the last born son uh in creole and we made well uh, a play with a code and code, code verde from cabo verde and we are training um the future uh, of Cabo Verde. We are training talents and we believe talent is really important. And, and this is something that is, I think, is innovative, the model that we created because we are doing it with the private sector. Should not be the government, it's not the core business of the government to train people. So what we did, we partnership with um, PricewaterhouseCoopers, uh, Visionware, well, international companies, they uh, train, um, the talent. We pay the training, and then they absorb the talent, um, and and they start employing um, this this talent. We did it with international companies, but also we did it with our startups that work for international markets. Uh, we did it with Shuva, with Syntaxi. So these are startups, and we want to do it with DevGo now. These are keep uh, Verdean startups that work for international markets for, for for Germany for US for Portugal so also they can train uh young talent from cabo verde and then they can start uh, working um for them so that's the, the that's a program that we are really, really excited as well and we have many other programs the important thing is to shake things uh the ecosystem as you as as you know is just starting but we are shaping a community with the right mentality, with the right mindset to shake things and to have this idea that, okay, we are from Cabo Verde, a small nation in West Africa, but we have big dreams. Um, And we are audacious enough to to dream big and be bold. And I think that is really important. And that's uh, something that digital uh, gives you that opportunity. Uh, You cannot uh, just think, uh, small and local. We we need to act local, of course, but think globally and um, believe in in our dreams and believe in the talent of our our people, the Cadfurdians.
1: Pedro, you know, it's a it's a it, I, I I let you sort of uh, talk for a while, uh, even if uh, you know usually it is uh, snappier the way we conduct a podcast, uh, but. Uh, I really, I really thought when you, and you already explained part of it in person when we, when we met, I think that uh, it is absolutely incredible. And I wish more countries, you know, had this sort of, uh, you know, mentality and and mindset and, uh, you know, sort of magic recipe to put together uh, private and public sector, you know, to make, to make things work. And, and I think, you know, Milton, uh, uh Talk to us a little bit about uh, what did you guys achieve with Verde Digital. You know, a lot of uh, cohorts already. You know, how does it work? The selection. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's a cross tech, so it's not only uh, it's not only fintech. Even though mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. expecting financial inclusion is a yeah. very much uh, wanted uh, indirect consequence. You know, of uh, yeah. of this of this work. So. Uh, please, tell us your story. Good. So, uh,
3: Cap Verde Digital born as a program to um, create and make the governance of the ecosystems. Basically, we bring um, different programs to touch in the different components of the ecosystems. I mean, the financial component, the legal framework, skilling and capacity building. Infrastructure, regulation, culture, networking—all these key components of the ecosystems—and um, our main um, goal is not only uh, operating the programs that will support this young generation with talents and also capital, but also advocating with the government for uh, creating. Uh, incentives to support this this young generation in creating their business. And um, since 2019, um, we have made different programs, not only in uh, pre incubation scholarship that Pedro mentioned, but um, different programs to create platforms of networking, platforms of capacity building, um, financial support, um, uh, um, infrastructure, um creating that will impact in the startup ecosystems the culture you know and the community and um now after four years of building the foundation we believe that during these years all these the past years we we are building the foundation we can say that we have the the critical mass um, that will allow us to leapfrog to a new phase of, of uh, the ecosystem in Cape Verde, And um, this um, status that we achieved now, the achievements that we have, uh, it's because during all this time, during the past years, uh, our incubation program um, helps the ecosystems in uh, prepare our entrepreneurs, with um, uh, technical skills, entrepreneurial skills, the culture and mindset, um, uh, knowledge to, to to get ready, for example, to step up to the next phase. And uh, um, all the programs we have uh, and we maintain now, we always try to see the different phases of the ecosystem evolution, or I mean the startup evolution, I mean the life cycle of a startup. Uh, we have programs focused on the early stage startups that are in the in the ideation process and uh, during this phase we uh, trying to support them with knowledge and uh, basic incentives and programs that will allow them to prepare their project and step up to the next phase. And um, this same uh, perspective from the startups and the scale-ups or growth phase. Okay. And uh, we, we we I can say now we have um uh different cohorts that um uh participated in the Bolsa Cup for digital. We already have a database of a hundred, uh, more than a hundred startups in different phases, early stage startups, some in, in 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 growth. Um we already have entrepreneurs uh, that form a community um, with a forward-thinking mindset, with um, the ability to connect with other uh, entrepreneurs in other ecosystems like in Portugal, in US, in Brazil, and um, uh, and, uh, I can say that we have a booming ecosystem and uh, we truly believe all this work will uh, serve as a foundation for the next two years, um, that with the tech park that will bring a tangible perspective of the ecosystems will allow us to really establish as a, as a hub for this region. But I truly believe that the tech park will, will bring, uh, will be the, the, the trigger to the leapfrog because it will bring the tangible perspective
1: to the game. Pedro, t- uh, tell us a little bit uh, about uh, you know what's being told uh, in the in the political corridor, you know, of the different PALOPs uh, countries. Because uh, when I you know a lot uh, when I like engage in conversations, people completely underestimate the fa- the fact that there are at least a couple of hundred million people speaking Portuguese, if you include Brazil, of course. That there are like five countries in Africa, you know, belonging to the Palo community. Uh, and there is not yet a unified approach, right, to innovation, to the startup, for, to financial inclusion, to you know how regulation could push, for example, some of these digital innovations that we that we are talking about. How far do you think we are from really triggering this this community at the global level?
2: Well, Matteo, you are right. I- you know, in the world we have two hundred and sixty million people speaking Portuguese. Um, but we are lacking uh, of unity in terms of ecosystems. Uh, now, Cabo Verde, I'm gonna be honest with you, we feel like we are leading in in the African continent, the Portuguese speaking countries. Um, But, um, and we made efforts to connect with the the ecosystem of Portugal. They've been supporting us. Now we are doing efforts to connect with the ecosystem of Brazil. Um, Cabo Verde Digital just signed an agreement with uh, Dendem Valley. That is, um, well, they they promote uh, entrepreneurship as well, digital entrepreneurship in Salvador da Bahia. And we're going to continue to make these uh, efforts. We participate on the Angola Innovation Summit. And we're going to keep pushing because we want to be in the front line. We understand that um, a small country like Cabo Verde, we don't have rivalities. We don't, So we can be the point uh, of unity between these ecosystems. Also because we are small and flexible. So we believe that is a big opportunity. Startups in the Lusophone Africa, they don't have visibility. They don't speak Portuguese. They don't speak English. They are not anglophone they are not francophone you're not going to see them in the cover of jean afrique you're not going to see them well on, on the media outlets uh, spread around the world and if you think about the money that was raised last year by african startups i think was around five billion dollars we're just talking about a couple of countries so something is is missing uh, something is missing we cannot just make business and raise capital in egypt um, Ghana, Nigeria. Uh, what about the other countries? And Africa needs that leapfrog that Milton was uh, speaking. And in order to do so, I believe that will be done by young people that are sick and tired of some of the conditions, and they want to they want change. And while they provide change uh, to their community, they will make money. So I think the opportunities are endless we um resources uh, in the world unfortunately they are not well distributed but talent is talent is that's why we are believing on that and we want to attract talent to Cabo Verde. we don't want change um we don't want to be a hub for west africa not just with cape Verdeans. it's with cape Verdeans, with our fantastic diaspora but then with people around the world, uh, like I said, unfortunately, political context in West Africa is not easy sometimes. Uh, these countries, they have a lot of challenges, but we want to attract a talent and a country like Cabo Verde, uh, where, well, we have good weather the entire year. We are building the right infrastructures, but also people here are not chased by color of skin. They are not chased by their religion and they are not chased by their sexuality. And I believe when we can celebrate our own identity, we are more close to be innovative. We are more close to do um, bright things. And that's why we believe that we can be that place where people can enjoy our weather. If they don't do warm, warm arm to people or to our environment, they can test solutions in a small country where the political leadership is really committed with innovation and technology.
1: So, um... I will actually retain uh, uh, and and hold on and double click on this uh, talent uh, topic. And uh, let's do it after a short break uh, to allow our partners to, uh, to advertise. Okay, stay with us. We're going to
4: back in a couple of minutes. At timepledge.org, we are building the largest free coaching and advisory platform for entrepreneurs by providing mentorship opportunities based on pledge time. Our network of seasoned industry experts acting as coaches is working for free, pledging their valued time to the next generation of entrepreneurs who will change everything. Our portfolio of sessions goes over every skill an entrepreneur needs to successfully launch his or her startup from how to pitch and behave with investors to how to best market your idea online or even how to best manage your team we have the perfect sessions with the perfect mentors want to learn how to become the best entrepreneur you can be or mentor the next generation of entrepreneurs in africa and asia please visit timepledge.org and let's get you started
1: Hey guys, welcome back to episode 176, super engaging discussion, uh, talking about uh, the ecosystem of Cabo Verde with Pedro and Milton. Uh, Pedro, you just talked and and mentioned rightly so, that uh, talent uh, has no geographies and has no critical mass, and it doesn't matter, you can build a hub of talent wherever in the world with the right approach and actually i i will i'll start by asking to uh, milton what is the role of universities and and academia because you guys know how much uh, i care and and, and work about uh, upskilling talent uh, there is uh, an objective difference between uh, western universities and african universities uh, and as an example i always give uh, you know i know for sure that uh, there are many African countries where the data scientist the course, for example, is 30 hours in a semester, whilst I have a computer science degree, and 30 years ago, we were doing 30 hours a month on artificial intelligence. So it, this is like the first gap. It's not, it's not the only one, but I wanted to understand what do you think the role of academias in universities uh, should, do, should be? to in, in the whole talent upskilling uh, and, 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 and managing, you know, not only in your ecosystem, but also in, in a generic uh, emerging economic ecosystem. And what's your approach? I think, I think in general,
3: university, uh, universities and the academia have responded to a critical role, role uh, in, the, in the ecosystem development and in innovation in country in general, you know, because um, uh, the talents, Actually, are in, in the university, people with uh, fresh mind, young, willing to learn, and uh, open to new concepts. And um, um, what should be happening um, wider in all the ecosystem? Maybe um, is what is a, a more closer relationship between the ecosystem builders and the university, and uh, and. Um, creating value with these two vertices. Uh, because from, for, for one side, we can, we can see that uh, when we talk about ecosystem building, um, we can connect um, with the, the private sector companies and the business opportunity, and also the the pain points or the gaps of the industry, the, 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 the society and the country. And uh, we should bring all these challenges that we can find in the ecosystem build, building sphere to the academia and to the university. And uh, I particularly uh, feel that we still have some lack of interoperability interrupt between these two players. Um, in Cabo Verde, we, we have and we are working in um, ensuring and um, build a strong relationship with the university because we believe that um, uh, the value and the capacity and workforce are there. But at the same time, we are acting as a kind of middleman between university and the market and the challenges and the opportunities of the market. And this is the role that we are trying to play as Cabo Verde Digital, as a government program that focuses on pushing uh, the digital entrepreneurship, but at the same time uh, bringing university, bringing the sector, the private sector, and uh, creating a, a, a one community with all these players uh,
2: participating.
1: Pedro, your view on this? Uh,
2: Mateo, I think Milton said it, uh, almost uh, almost everything. We need to, but I think that the game will change a lot. Uh, Universities, they have to reinvent themselves or else they're going to lose the boat. Uh, I don't know if they will be in business in 20 years, to be honest. I think, I don't know if they will be in business in 10 years. So, well, things things are, are changing. I believe if you think about... Platforms of low code plus artificial intelligence, things are, are changing really fast. Um, but it's also an opportunity for, well, for small countries like Cabo Verde. Um, knowledge is really, really uh, what uh, put people more close to be powerful, powerful to change things. So if you have more knowledge, you can change more things. And I believe spaces of learning will not just be in the universities. Also, universities, if they have to, if they, they want to keep up the pace, they have to be more close to private sector to understand, OK, I cannot train people the same way that I'm, I was training 20 years ago. I need to go to um, private sector and understand what are the needs, where we really need uh, to train people. And update as well, the, the type of, well, update the entire system. Uh, I think we need we need something new. And also for, for people that are, are are learning, they cannot spend like uh, eight hours per day in, in university. That will not happen. Um, and things need to change. And also we as politicians, we need to change. Well, the game also will change in terms of regulation. Well, the game will change everything so we need the, the best thing is okay be close to the people that are innovative understanding what is changing being open to change and being flexible enough to say okay this is not written in a stone tomorrow will be different and that's how we push forward
1: Actually, you 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 touched it, and uh, and it's a good segue to my to the next topic I want to talk about, which is financial inclusion. Okay, you know, as many of the many of these initiatives have clearly, as a direct, in a case of a fintech, or indirect, in a case of a digital tech initiative, uh, consequence, the fact of uh, you know getting cash away from you know from the hands of people, you know? And uh, and we all know that uh, being able to include financially uh, the, the population has, one, a direct impact of the, on the GDP. That's not me saying. We have been talking and, and has been demonstrated for the past two decades. But very concretely, the more you can track anyone's financial activity, the better you can actually regulate the access to credit and therefore to grow the business right so what is uh, i don't want to i don't want to know what the government is doing i actually want to know your own opinion right pedro in in uh, uh, because uh, of course uh, no fintech startup uh, in capoverde can do business only in capoverde right so by definition it has to be a global a global approach. Yet, you know, you guys have uh, the the duty and certainly the objective, you know, of of include financially covered population. So, what's your take on this? Tell us a little bit. Uh, what's the
2: panorama there? Well, I'll give you my opinion. Um, I think fintechs are really important uh, because they uh, they give access to a world that sometimes uh and just uh, last week we were celebrating the stock market of Cabo Verde uh, 25th uh, anniversary and I was one of the speakers and I I told them that is a new generation of uh, young people that uh, they really want to know more about um investments they are really we are living in an age where for example Netflix just uh, is trending the the tv show how to become rich and for 80 episodes. They go and they speak about investments, they go and speak about stock markets and all of those things. And 10 years ago it would be impossible. People would think, okay, this is not accessible to anyone, just a couple of people that control everything. They have all the knowledge. Now you have kids, they want to be more into fintech. They want to understand what is the potential of crypto, what is the potential of investing and, in, well, indexes of investment, well, you, you name it. So I think this, again, is access because everything is open and having access to a different uh, type of players. But at the same time, of course you have the the big players wanting and they they want to to control everything. They want to, um, they just, uh, they they want to, uh, I I give the example of trying to stop the wave with the hands. But while they are trying to stop the wave with the hands, uh, at the same time they are buying uh, small startups that are in the fintech world. I'm talking about the big players. So you know that these kids, and not just kids, but p- these, these people are doing the right thing or else they would be completely ignored. So I think it's a matter of, again, uh, understanding that the world is changing. Uh, of course, regulation is important, but uh, I say that uh, regulation should 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 be um after, not before. You cannot regulate something that doesn't exist. Sometimes we try to push for regulation and stop everything. Well, we, um, me and Milton, what we are trying to say to young people is like, be disruptive. And then um, in the process of destroying the old, um, well, someone will complain. <laughs> Talk,
1: talking, talking, about, talking about the old before Milton uh, steps in, What's the position and the 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 mindset of the financial institutions, right? Because uh, the, the, you you as a you know as as a person of uh, of the state uh, must have their ears, right, and 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 must be talking to their CEOs. And uh, you know what do they say? I
2: I think they they believe things are changing. Before they were very reluctant. Rel- 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 whoops by English uh, to speak <laughs> reluctant, about, reluctant now, I think yes <laughs> but now they they um, things are they are more open um, also because they see that things are changing um, everywhere in the world so it's not something that before innovation was to be something that you connected with Silicon Valley uh, now things are changing everywhere in the world and CEOs if they are Ready for what is coming? They are not in the right position. Part of uh, being a leader is also understanding that times times are changing. So, in my perspective, is that at least now we can speak with them without uh, having um, well those eyes of no these kids. They don't know anything, you know. So they're they're more open. That's what I I I feel. Yeah, um,
3: I think I think um, uh, as Pedro mentioned uh things change and uh the education system must change i i i bring the same concept for the financial system things change and the financial the financial system uh, must change and um uh, globally we can we can see many examples of um disruptive solutions that bring uh, completely different ways of relating with uh, Cash uh, and make transactions. Uh, I was in Brazil it past week and uh, I uh, heard uh, I was here learning about Pix and uh, the way Pix change how Brazilians relate with uh, cash and business and transaction. It's 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 it's, it's a phenomenal thing and uh, I I believe that Brazil are. Uh, huge have a huge example and a huge amount of things to to teach uh, different uh, companies in different countries uh, we can say the same thing in portugal with um, uh, what is the app
1: multi mbway
3: mbway mbway and uh, basically uh, this kind of solution that bring a disrupted disrupted way of doing thing um, that facilitated the transactions they always work over the top, over a financial infrastructure, for example, provided by the regulator, provided by the central bank, for example. This is how Pix works, and I do, I do believe that this is how uh, MBA way works. And um, this solution then bring uh, consequences. And uh, I do believe they bring positive consequences that will touch also in the financial inclusion. Because uh, how easy is to relate to, to relate with money and relate with transaction? It will be easy to uh, provide access and uh, to move uh, amounts between people to peoples. So um, I believe here we have we have uh, some dimension that um, must be considered. And um, first, I think it will imply a uh, very open and um, and and brave uh positioning of the political leaders and country leaders to say hey this is direction we must disrupt we must bring these new ways of doing things and uh, by the regulator side we know that we always have the stability of the financial sectors that it's kind of um main responsibility of these kind of st- structure that they need need to preserve but at the same time we must guarantee that these institutions have the openness to receive and uh, and uh, not block but support and see how to um make it viable for this kind for these new kind of products and then we have we have the the, the startups that need to have um, the proper infrastructure and the proper support to build their 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 product for the financials for, for the financial sector here in Cape World, we have we start we starting to have some 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 uh, uh, solutions that um, are targeting the financial sector not only just for um transaction but also to bring solution for the back office um the financial institutions back office process um and um, also capver digital is working with uh, uh, the commercial bank and the the, the 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 regulator to bring a kind of a hub that will support that will put together key players and key, um, supports to guarantee that this kind of business will, uh, raise and grow, um, in-country.
1: Pedro, I, I would like you sort of to, uh, to, to wrap up this, uh, this conversation by sharing maybe one or two, uh, one or two lessons, you know, that, uh, that you have learned in, in, in this first, uh, you know, years of this, uh, of this journey whether or not uh, you know is about uh, whether or not uh, th- these uh, lessons are concerning like either leadership uh, or talent uh, or uh, technology or sort of uh, building this sense of uh, community because uh, you know you're representing the government here but i'm pretty sure that uh, you're, you can't be a donkey shot, right, uh, inside the government and be, you're certainly the one, uh, you know, that is uh, sort of uh, at the head of the peloton, right, with your with your horse, but uh, behind you, you need to have your generals, right, otherwise uh, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't work. So tell us a little bit what you, you know, a, a couple of lessons that you learned or, or maybe one thing that, uh, you know, makes you dream and makes you be positive about the future
2: well Matteo, uh, mateo uh, there is a general there Milton and so many others um i i'm with them i'm i'm part of i'm well as you said i'm a i'm a poster child of the, of the, the community uh but behind me there are a lot of people working cabo verde digital as a team of young people what we are doing we are trying trying to attract for the ecosystem uh people that are young, passionate, and crazy. And those are the ecosystem builders of Cabo Verde. People like Milton, like Joel Joel Almeida, like Joelsa, uh, well, so many others that are part of of this team. And uh, last week we were in Brazil, but here in Cabo Verde, uh, me and Milton, we were in Brazil, but in Cabo Verde, we have people doing a lot of things. And that's what we we believe that you need to surround yourself with people that are passionate like you. They are driven by results and by an impact and they don't get excited with small uh, achievements. but the biggest lesson that i believe and me and milton we normally we talk about it because in the beginning we were so excited that we thought everyone would join our uh, venture and our journey so it was like we we felt like we were uh, shooting in the dark uh, and uh, we were losing a lot of powder a lot of energy so you need to target it's not like it's not everyone that want to be part of an ecosystem of digital entrepreneurship. It's not everyone that want uh, to use uh, digital as a way of developing the country. And of course, when we bring change, you also have a lot of resistance. Uh, people, they resist to change normally. So what we understood and what we learned it's um, better to use uh, the energy to people that are really, they really want to uh, be supportive. They want to be part of the community instead of, well, uh, being shooting in the dark. That was uh, the biggest lesson, at least that, that, I, uh, that, that I received in this process of building the ecosystem. Uh, but again, um, this idea of you have to be surrounded by crazy people. They are pushing every day. They are uh, they are not just happy with, with small things. And they want to be a reference in the world. So I share this dream with Milton and many others. When we talk about Cabo Verde and when we spread the word, and thank you for giving us this opportunity, our eyes normally, uh, they start shining, you know, they... And people that knows knows us, they they know that we believe on this, and I really believe. Or else we'd not be here. And this opportunity of, um, you know, when you go to US, people or or Europe, um, people they don't speak with the same uh, level of excitement. Uh, first, because maybe Europe is becoming old. <laughs> Second, because uh, many others, men in in many other places, things are already been done. So I think for us, is an opportunity to learn from the things that we've been done, having the support of amazing people that already made mistakes in building their own ecosystem. And that's why the strength also of our ecosystem is having good partners and uh, learning from their mistakes and building something new and excitement. And this is I think those are the ingredients of, of Cabo Verde Digital. Um, I think we, we're gonna we are in the end of, of this podcast or reaching the end. People they should connect with us digital.cv Um People can schedule meetings with, just with us virtually um, and connect with our ecosystem. We're also having a program of digital nomads receiving digital nomads here in Cabo Verde. And we are open for uh, welcome talent and welcome as well people that open, want to open business in Cabo Verde. The tech part will be ready this year. Um, and hopefully we'll have companies around the world to discover the potential of, um, of Cabo Verde as a, a getaway and a safety entry path to the continent that of the future that is Africa. Uh, you know you don't need to convince
1: me because I actually I am considering as we speak uh, to be a partial digital nomad uh, in, in capo Verde for the coldest part of the year you know I'm very happy in uh, in Lisbon but uh, it is true that uh, since my trip uh, you guys have been uh, inspiring me more than one thought you know and uh, not just not just for for the you know the beauty of the country but also for the right uh, for the right mindset indeed my prediction is that very soon you will have uh, a, one of these McKinsey studies. You know that uh, instead of uh, studying the story of Netflix and Blockbuster, we'll probably you know uh, analyze the story of Capo Verde as uh, a small country that managed to be a Swiss clock in terms of innovation and uh, setting up the right path for startups and entrepreneurs, and also connecting with the ecosystem globally. You know, and certainly not considering the Night islands uh, as uh, as their border. Uh, Pedro Milton, thank you very much for being with us. I am pretty sure our auditors have learned a lot uh, today about uh, a country maybe off from the, uh, from the main path, but uh, of the main tech and startup path, but uh, certainly very much uh, presence uh, and uh, leading the develop uh, community. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you,
2: Matteo. Thank you. It was a pleasure for us.
1: And this is episode 176, and it's a wrap.
0: Thanks for listening to Breaking Banks Europe, a provoke media podcast in cooperation with Fintech Stage. Don't forget to tweet us out, shout out, or post to the team at Breaking Banks EU on Twitter. If there's something or someone you'd like to hear on our cast, let us know. See you next week on Breaking Banks Europe.